Hey guys, I'm Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. And we are the Wellness Amigas. Welcome to our podcast. We're two, dos Latinas, Hispanic women. We started taking care of our mental health and through the research we found, we want to help you. Our mission is to bring mental health awareness, self-care, and self-improvement to all, but most importantly, our community. Our episodes give insight through personal experiences, research, and health and wellness tips. So join us on our wellness journey, stream our episodes on all of our podcast platforms, and subscribe. And now let's get into today's episode. And before we start, make sure to listen to our two-part series on social media. It speaks on unrealistic expectations, body image, and the perception of success. We also give great tips on how to use social media in a healthy way. And by the way, also follow us on Instagram at Wellness Amigas. So today's episode is primarily on food access and the importance of food in a nutrient way, as well as like what, how we use it to survive. Today, we're specifically going to focus on the physical and psychological effects of food and essentially its main purpose to keep us alive and i feel like before we focused mainly on like body image and i feel like now we're gonna go more into the root cause of it which is like how it makes us feel yeah which is like super exciting i really liked researching on this episode because it just makes you realize so many things that makes us people i guess because it's so easy to call someone fat or someone skinny or like this person has mental problems. It's so easy to give somebody an identity without knowing like where it's coming from. And this is a really exciting episode because we're, well, we're going to give you guys some tips and also educate you guys as to why certain things happen um, when it comes to food access, the way that we feel and our mental health. So when we think about food access, we think about the different ways that we're able to access food, I mm -hmm. guess, right? So it could be from like farming to fishing to go to the supermarket to going to a restaurant. Like there are so many ways where we have access to food and we're able to eat. And so depending on the region that we live, there are also certain things that we actually eat more than another country or another culture, which we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. So I just want to ask you, Priscilla, why do you think that food access is important? I mean, food access, in my opinion, is correlated to um, the health of an individual in a way and like the way that their system like responds. So like... For instance, in New York City, there are things that are called food deserts where like, for instance, in areas like Washington Heights or like even like Brooklyn, all you see is delis that don't have any fresh food, that don't have like yeah. any vegetables. And all these people have access to besides that is like McDonald's or like any fast food restaurant. Like you don't see like a Whole Foods or like a Trader Joe's like you see like in more I can central relate. areas. Yeah. I'm like, I can relate because there's no Whole Foods near my house or whatever but yeah essentially I think food access is the way that it shapes our society it's part of the reason as to why someone could be healthier than somebody else or the reason as to why their body looks a certain way or like their mental health the way that they feel about themselves mm -hmm. and we're gonna delve into like these topics so much but yeah like food is so undermined because I feel like even for me when I eat food it's all about the fucking taste yeah. I want to have a fucking experience I love food I could eat a plethora of food for the rest of my life but also like it's important to think about like oh what are the effects that this food has in my body like do you, is it later on gonna make me feel like shit? Is it later on gonna give me a headache? Is it gonna make me feel anxious? Is it gonna make, make me depressed? Like, 
these are all things we're going to touch on today and also like why do i like this certain type of food more than another mm -hmm. and why does this person not like it the same the, the same way that i do there's just so many things so we're excited and we're going to get into it now so like we said before there are so many factors that affect the way that like food shapes us as individuals and our eating behaviors in general and we're going to speak about five of them today and the first one is the economic status of a person and jaylene touched on that a lot and i briefly touched on that with respect to like food access and food deserts and essentially like economic status sadly like everything in life <laughs> oh my god i shouldn't be laughing because this is fucking sad it has an effect on the types of foods we consume yeah and like our taste buds and it's complicated because it's sad that something like that could potentially like predetermine someone's like health patterns and if anything make it worse from like family history right yeah so there was a study done by food trust that pretty much examined the relative changes in the availability of foods by race and social economic status like we said before and this study was done between 1997 and 2008 and essentially the study showed that like we said before in african-american black communities um low-income communities especially, there was a small increase in food availability and again, the greatest reduction in the number of grocery stores. And this is fucking sad because it's like, in my opinion, they're the people that need the healthiest food the most. Like we are the people that need access to these types of food the most. Because it relates to health insurance and yeah. having access yes. to yes. medicine, mm -hmm. which is like insane because it's like the people that are able to have a higher income and have access to these things around their neighborhood essentially they also can afford to have better health insurance yes. better doctors a better hospital and even though there are so many things that come into play when it comes to health because it's one side it could be economic but there could also be genetics and other things mm -hmm. it gives them a better um, outcome i live in a predominant like hispanic neighborhood in new york city and i think a lot of my perspective will be about new york city because i see this a yes. lot especially where i live and even though it's being gentrified there's so much there's so much opportunity available mm -hmm. like eating healthy or fitness all these things are like i would say in my community it's something that if you do it people are amazed because they just can't understand that you would dedicate time out of your day to eat like to eat healthier foods or to take an hour to work out and when I go downtown let's say the Columbus Circle or like a certain area where like people that spend a lot of money on rent and stuff like that they have access to like wellness places and workout shops and all these things and it's just like that becomes more of their lifestyle whereas the people that live in my neighborhood or in lower income neighborhoods, they go to the deli to yeah. get food. They try to make their money stretch. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in New York City, it's fast food. Like, you can get a full meal at McDonald's for, like, less than $10. Yeah. And it's terrible. It's I don't want to say it's terrible for you. But if you eat it consistently and that's your main source of like nutrition, then yes, it yeah. won't be good for you. Right. But it's sad that a lot of people rather spend $10 on a meal than... A $12 salad, which I completely understand because to pay $12 to $20 in New York City for a salad, <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. And like that connects also with like the whole taste bud thing. Like the moment, let's say, for instance, you try to introduce these group of people to like a salad or like healthier foods, they're like, oh, this is disgusting. Like, I don't want to eat it. And it's because their taste, but they're so used to eating all this like not saying that it's unhealthy, but all this like processed foods yeah. that they don't want to eat anything else. And it, there needs to be like a balance of everything. Like you could eat the fun processed foods, but also like add some veggies. <laughs> yeah. And then it also comes into play like food addiction. Like mm -hmm. unfortunately, there are certain foods that are made to be addictive so yeah. that you keep on buying them. I mean, we're going to speak more on we're going to speak more about this, but it's just it goes in so many directions. I think psychological effects of food 
like it can trigger so many things a lot of people just look at the physical yeah and don't look at anything else and there's a lot of reason as to why people are the way that they are oh my god you hit the fucking nail on the head yeah and like like you said i feel like <laughs> everything topples everything <laughs> And like you said, this connects also to mental health. Like if a person eats healthier, they're more inclined to have more energy because uh, vegetables and like fruits process different in your body, which results then probably they have more energy to like go work out or like go do other stuff, which then results in them just being an overall healthy individual. And then this affects your mental health, right? Because like moving your body and just eating healthier foods can make you a more focused person overall. Yeah, and it also goes into self-care. Like if you're taking time out of your day to focus on your nutrition or your movement in your body, that means that you respect yourself enough to understand that you need that. Mm -hmm. And someone that may be uh, struggling with their mental health may be more stagnant and more like still because they don't know another way out. Yeah. Like what you eat does affect your brain and affects the way that you feel about yourself and also the way that you feel about other people. And the second one is culture. And when we speak about culture, it consists of values, attitude, habits, customs. There's so much that involves culture and we gain a lot of our experience throughout our childhood. Mm -hmm. um, in an article from the Biomed Pharma Journal, it explains that food habits are a basic part of culture and also have an emotional association. And because this varies from each culture, it can also shift perspectives on health. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when I think about that, I think about like me being, uh, my parents being from the Dominican Republic and being Hispanic because my family could spend their whole life eating rice and beans and that's it. And sometimes I think about like, even when we go out to eat, like there's New York has so much food, like there's so much available. And like my family would just rather go to a Hispanic place and eat rice and beans and chicken. And I'm just like, why would you want to do that when there's so much? But yeah. it's because it connects to them psychologically. Like, it reminds them of where they live. It's how they were raised, and that's what they were raised to eat. And yeah, that's like another topic that could, we could even delve into. Like, not only the emotional, but to them, it probably also reminds them of home and like a place that they left and yeah. that they could no longer be. And that the only way that they could feel a closeness to that culture is through food. Yeah, it also speaks to religion. Like certain religions, mm -hmm. you're able to eat certain things and it's restricted for you to eat something else and you grow up in that environment that becomes you or that yeah. becomes what what you end up being against. Like there's so many things that happen with culture that ends up having an impact in the way that we see food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, now that we spoke about family, we briefly mentioned that familial connection to like a home, like the third one is family. And um, so in an article by J-Law Med Ethics explained that like certain eating behaviors evolved during the first year of life and through biological and behavioral influences, our health growth could be affected. And I think this one is so important because based on like familial health history, this could potentially make it worse or make it better depending on how family raises you. Yeah. And then it states that the first five years are where the rapid physical growth and change happen in children and where future eating patterns develop. Children are learning essentially what, when, and how much to eat based on like what family shows them and what culture shows them and what the attitude around them shows them and practices that are like in your familial space. And I think this is important because things like that are easily what could trigger eating disorders. Things like that could trigger like thinking like that overeating is okay. It, things like that are what trigger food addiction. There's so much that could like 
go into that yeah and i think for me economic status is like a big one but i also think that family has a really big role mm-hmm. in the way that you feel about yourself and also in sort of like the food access that you have like if you grow up in a certain type of um family let's say like i can speak on mine like my family is very religious and conservative and they're also hispanic so they were raised on like i said before like rice and beans and like high amount of starchy carbs mm-hmm. is what they're comfortable with and introducing other kinds of vegetables is um I don't want to say like a drag, but it's almost like it's a it's a push. It's a force for them to want to eat it. And I think growing up, like I remember always having rice, beans and chicken and there was never like an actual green vegetable mm-hmm. source. And if there was, it would be like a salad that nobody touched. Right. And so I grew up with the idea that that was OK or like finishing everything on my plate was okay and these things i took all the way till now i'm 26 years old now and these are things that i was brought up on it really did change the way that i saw food and i had to relearn um different patterns and and heal those parts of myself that are connected to food because access to food especially in new york there's so much but it's also like understanding that there are certain things that you need in order to survive and then there are things that are related to culture, the people that you're around, having a good time, and you don't want to miss that either. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are like important. are important. It makes yeah. you a human being. Yeah. It makes you have fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's also like the thing. Like just because like there's this whole thing about food access and certain food is not available. Like it doesn't mean that you only need to eat like what's whatever quote unquote like healthier. You only have to eat like veggies and like fruits, yeah. whatever. No, you need like, a mixture of all of these things. Like not only for like a physical like well-being but also for like your mental like sanity so you could feel like you're connecting to human beings because like we are like social creatures yeah and the fourth one is is our environment and i think environment is very important because depending on where you live is the type of foods that you have access to depending right. on, also depending on like the government finances everything it, it has to do with your environment and in an article from Center for Nutrition in Schools, it explains how environmental factors such as weather, time of day, the immediate setting or advertisements also influence food choices. Restaurants and markets often take advantage of this by like, let's say a grocery store, they might put certain things at eye level because they know that if you see it from an eye level, you may wanna buy it. Mm-hmm. And that's another way too, like marketing, like, like fast food places and a lot of the things that are a little bit more unhealthy are marketed to children because like priscilla just mentioned children absorb a lot of things in the first five years of them growing you know and so like it's like you can tell how everything's connected because like if we think about being a child and then be absorbing culture absorbing like the economic status of your family and and then uh, and then understanding your the way that your family feels about food it becomes who you are and then you add your environment um let's say you really want mcdonald's but your mom doesn't want to buy it for you so you start kicking and screaming and maybe your mom at the time just is looking for a way for you to stop kicking and screaming they're going to buy you that and then that's another way that you start to understand that if i do certain things i'm going to be able to have access to the foods that i like Mm -hmm. and when it comes to farming and all those things it's so important because at least in new york city we don't have um, a lot of access to a lot of farms, yeah. you know, and certain things are much more expensive here than they would be somewhere else. And that also takes into account the kinds of foods that a lot of New Yorkers eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like 100%. Like, for instance, right now I work at an urban farm, but like, guess who our main consumer is? It's like the rich white person. <laughs> like, it's sad that I'm working in this space, but it's like, it's also partially the fault of the person who's selling the food, right? Of the company who's selling yeah. the food because they're making this food like highly expensive 
and it's like only people with money can access it and that's a whole issue in itself like i just i think it's important not only for like our immediate environment like our family but like our general like environment new york to shift that perspective like new york city's already expensive enough yeah and it's overly populated <laughs> there's so many people here and it's just like making more buildings and making more things like at this point we need more greenery than we need anything else Absolutely. and it's crazy because if i think about like in the dominican republic you know like from my parents' perspective, it's like they had trees with mangoes mm-hmm. and like platano was like right there for them and they just ate foods over there like naturally in their garden or like in their backyard and here they don't have access to that. So they just stick to the things that they know or that remem- that remind them of home, mm-hmm. which is like insane. So, and the fifth and last one is personal identity. And I think this one encompasses like everything yeah. because all of these four is essentially what makes you like what you like, like, like dislike certain foods. Uh, and also based on our like beliefs and our food preferences and finances it ultimately influences our food choices and our life experiences then shape the way that we feel about food and i think it's also important to think about how like this is not something that is permanent like this is something that we could actively make a choice to change especially if you feel like it's not benefiting you and bringing back to the things that i said earlier about like finding my own way into Mm -hmm. understanding food i think with personal identity it's like understanding how you were raised your environment, your economic status, and how you can make those things work. Because yes, there's a problem in the way that health is being provided right now. It's like everything is just weird or insane, right? And so I think personal identity is just dividing yourself from everything else and like understanding what makes you you, what are your beliefs, aside from like all the beliefs that were like thrown at you, what do you believe in? What do you want to make work? And how do you see your health in the future? Yeah, I think it, and like that's the hardest part right because like admitting to yourself that like not only that like you aren't doing the best but your family sadly didn't have the resources to do the best for you like it's difficult to admit and it's difficult to like make a change from that but again i feel like if it's something that is worthwhile to you it's important like it could happen and similarly like all the cultural foods like there are ways to like spice it up make it healthier like similar to like what you said jaylene like the, the plate of rice, beans, and chicken, like adding a salad, like a hearty salad on the side, like makes a difference. You still get that cultural value while ingesting like the foods that are important for your body. And also like looking around your area and seeing what mm-hmm. makes the most sense. Like if you're looking for fruits and vegetables and they're too expensive, try seeing if there's a stand outside um, and see how much things cost. Yep. Look into farmer's market. You can literally like Google farmer's market, put in your zip code, and it'll show you areas where they're providing that. Um, I'm so happy that now, like in New York City, or at least in my area where I live, they're making it a thing where like once a week on Tuesdays where I live, um, near the hospital, mm-hmm. they have a farmer's market. So check that out too, because then you're getting, you're getting better quality and it should be less expensive than your local grocery store. Mm-hmm. Because here in New York, you're basically paying the supermarket's rent. Yeah. Like if you're looking for food, it's ridiculous. You buy five things and it's like a hundred dollars. Yep. And you gotta you gotta stretch that coin mm-hmm. whichever way that you can. And also adding to that, like with fitness and things like that, there's so many free resources now that it makes it so accessible for a lot of people to um, want to move their body. Like YouTube has been amazing and if you're ever looking to work out and you just don't have the means for a membership don't ever let that stop you like there's videos on youtube there's people on instagram that are taking time out of their day to give you a free workout you just have to look for it and if things like that like you said if it's important to you you'll make it work and just to quickly touch on like exercise don't undermine the value of going on a quick walk yes 
Like, yes, yo, so simple, but it does it. Your body will thank you, truly. Yeah. We are reaching the end of the episode, and we just want to reiterate how important food access is because it does have an effect on your mental health, the way that you feel about yourself, your um, relationship with food, yeah. and your environment. We briefly want to go over the five factors one more time so that you guys are able to take that with you. So the first one is economic status. The second one is family. The third one is culture. The fourth one is environment. And the last one is personal identity so we hope that you guys like this episode and that maybe it like sparked something in your head to start looking into your own personal journey on not only your culture but like with food and hopefully to make choices that make sense to you and also realize that not everything's your fault you may have been dealt with some things in your family or in your culture or your economic status but you can always come out of that you can always find a way to make whatever you want happen if health is important to you then just find different ways in order for you to be able to achieve that whether you have to take a trip or take a longer train ride try putting in a little bit more of the effort and you'll find what you're looking for unfortunately like for myself included like those are things that i've had to do in order to get the things that i want and once you make it a habit again once you're consistent things become much easier and it becomes part of your routine and you'll feel so much happier that you that you were able to come out of certain circumstances Mm -hmm. so we hope you guys like this episode and we'll see you on the next one Bye, guys. Bye. Before we go, make sure to follow us on both of our Instagrams, Wellness Amigas and Wellness Amigas Pod. We're active on Instagram every day. We do fitness videos, health and wellness tips, food recipes, a bunch of stuff. So come join us and be our amiga.